PFF NFL Daily today, ranking and grading the strengths and weaknesses of the draft by position group. Sam, you wrote an article over at PFF.com, grading each position group, a little letter grade for all of the groups, so we have an idea of where these strengths and weaknesses are of the draft. you want to go through the best ones first, or do you want to just start with quarterback, where you threw a C-minus out there? Let's start with that, I guess. That's a, that's a good starting point. Yeah, I mean, if you go to the PFF big board, you can find our rankings, the top, what is it, 200 at this point players uh, in the draft and find out how each one of these guys projects, how good that they are, what the kind of order of the various players and various positions are. But this is like a quick glance way of just getting a handle on what the draft class overall is like. Where are the strengths and weaknesses by position? And then you can get into the specific position that you want your team to draft and those kinds of things. And yeah, obviously quarterback, the most important position in the NFL, the the place where everybody wants to start, not a great quarterback class. Yeah, because there's just really no sure things. And uh, not that there's ever a sure thing, but there's not even a consensus. There's not even close to a consensus. And even when I think we're leaning toward, you know, it's going to be Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis as the top two quarterbacks off the board. Does anybody really feel good about that at this point? So I think it's fair. (laughs) The quarterback class is all over the place. I do want to go to the play, some of the places of strength, though. You had wide receiver at A-, and then offensive tackle and edge defender both got A's. So if your team is in need of some of those pretty key positions as far as the pass game goes, pretty good draft there, especially the receiving group, what, for the third straight year we're talking about an A type of group that's coming into the NFL. Yeah, I think those are the three areas of strength in this draft class. Um, you're right. Wide receiver, that seems to be something that's just not going away, right? The the trend of college offenses, the way the game is played at that level, we're just seeing this endless sequence of wide receivers come into the NFL and be very good. And depth is there. Uh, elite talent is there. Like anything you want from that wide receiver group is there for, as you said, not just the second or third year in a row. We are seeing this happen time after time after time. I think edge rusher, it's a very good class as well. And then offensive tackle is not one that always happens. You know, a lot of the times that's a position where we don't see a ton of strength. And it took a few years of PFF college grading for us to really see a strong offensive tackle class. And then all of a sudden we had that one, uh, what, a couple of years ago with those five first round tackles, the the Andrew Thomas, Mackay Beckton's of the world. And I think we're seeing another one this year where you've got Charles Cross, uh, Iki Iquanu, um, Evan Neal, and then those a couple of other guys that are sort of forcing their way into that group as well. Bernard Ryman, Trevor Penning. Like, these are all potential first-round tackles, and the first three are guys that could all be gone within the top 10 picks. Yeah, offensive line depth in general, I think, has definitely gotten better in recent years. And to your point on receivers, different types, different styles. We, we keep saying this, you know, do you want route runners or big-bodied receivers or yak type of receivers? Credit to college football for creating a lot of good receivers over the last couple of years. I think in part because of spread offenses, sometimes you could trace this back to recruiting, right? There's a lot of times players get to choose corner or receiver, you know, receiver or safety, whatever it might be. Um, maybe in Traylon Burke's case, receiver or tight end, who knows? But a lot of these, what, he's, he's a big guy. Drake London, receiver or tight end, how's that? Big guys. Anyway, you get to choose where you want to go. And a lot of these, uh, it seems like a lot of recruits maybe leaning toward receiver uh, because of spread offenses. That's how they're being used. And the NFL is getting the benefits there of, of having pretty good receiving cores over the last couple of years. And again, you mentioned edge defender. You gave it an A. Uh, there is a lot of depth there. Several players in the top 50. I just saw Daniel Jeremiah's new 
top 50, he now has three edge defenders ahead of Kayvon Thibodeau, the guy that we thought could potentially be in the mix for number one overall for quite a while. He just put Jermaine Johnson of Florida State above him. He's got Trayvon Walker of Georgia above him, and then Aiden Hutchinson above a Kayvon Thibodeau, who in any other year, Thibodeau's probably the top talent off the board. I think that shows what at least the NFL is believing about these edge defenders in this draft class. I mean, look at this year, Thibodeau was the number one guy up until like a month ago. True. And then all of a sudden we're, we're finding guys to put above him left, right, and center. Hutchinson is the one I think that does make some sense. The other two, I think we're reaching at this point. I understand, you know, there are some things that people don't love about Thibodeau, but his production this past season was basically as good as anybody that wasn't Aiden Hutchinson in terms of pass rushing. So I think, I think we're reaching the stage now where we're heading in the wrong direction on him. We're overcorrecting to what may have been, uh, you know, may have been a necessary move in terms of moving him behind Aiden Hutchinson. But now we're like swinging way too far in the opposite direction. But you're right. There's a ton of edge rushers like these guys that are uh, supposed to go at the top of the first round. There are guys that are going to be available lower down. And then when you get into the second and third round, there's still an absolute boatload of guys that should be able to come in and contribute and bring significant pass rush and all those kinds of things let's go to the other uh, side because we already mentioned quarterback as a weakness but there's a few other c's that you gave out as far as position groups go running back tight end interior defensive line all getting c's so you know not not as great of a position group there a couple a bunch of other position groups with b's but uh this kind of coincides with free agency right it's not like there was a great free agency running back market there wasn't a great free agency interior defensive line market and then tight end around the nfl i think it's really been top heavy and kind of depleted beyond the top six or seven tight ends not a lot of great starters around the nfl right now and again i don't know how much this is just spread type of trends that are happening in football but these are positions that have been kind of devalued across all levels at this point I think tight end certainly is a position where the way the college game is getting played generally is having a knock-on effect to the NFL. Like the proliferation of 11 personnel, three wide receivers on the field at all times, in it's happened at the NFL. It's been even stronger in college. And the, the, the impact of that is it means tight ends have never been less important or less featured within offenses. And so all of a sudden, there's just this lack of tight ends that are coming into the NFL year after year after year, and that's starting to have this real effect. We're already seeing the lack of them in the NFL, and then each year that's being made worse by the lack of uh, additional ones coming in. So I think tight end has been weak for a while, and it's potentially only getting weaker. This is now the second or third year in a row where it's been a weak interior defensive line group. Um, I don't think that has the same obvious connection with how the college game is getting played. I think we've just ha had a, a weird run where there haven't been this this group of superstar interior pass rushers. Um, there's a couple of Georgia guys this year, Devontae Wyatt, Jordan Davis, that are probably going to go in the first round. I don't know if another one will. Um, Travis Jones is appearing in some first round mocks, but honestly, that, that might be a product of simply the lack of these guys and him getting pushed up the board a little bit. But that is... That's an area of weakness in a position that is really important in the NFL. Yeah, and even though you're giving them a C for a position, like there are still some players there. It's just from top to bottom. Sure. It's not like edge defender where there's you know, 10, 12 guys that could be going in the top 50 or receiver where it's similar. So a little top heavy on the interior defensive line. As you mentioned with tight end, 
Colorado State's Trey McBride, he's the top tight end on our board. He's at number 64. There's only two tight ends in the top 100 on the PFF draft board. And then running back, again, I don't know if this is so much a weakness of the position as much as it is our rankings going to be lower and lower and lower on this particular position. Um, Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, the third at the top. I know you've been trying to hype them up as much as some of the other previous running backs, not to the point where I think you want to take them in the first round, but they at least deserve, you know, similar discussion as recent first round running backs because they're productive, they're fast, elusive. They have what you want in an every down back. Yeah, but I do think that there's a big gap between those guys and like the rest of the class. And then it's, it feels like we've got a couple of guys at the top and then a, a drop off. And then there's just a gaggle of running backs like in the middle of this class that are good, not great, um, which is fine, right? Because of the, the way we know or the nature of the running back position, we know that some of these guys are going to go to good teams in good situations and be productive because of it. Um, and they'll look like great players, but it doesn't appear to be a massively talented collection of running backs overall. But yeah, I, I think um, the two at the top, Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall, there's no reason that they shouldn't be seen in the same light as Anaji Harris from last year. And yet for some reason, Harris was always seen as like a first round pick all the way through the process. And whatever you think about whether a running back should be drafted in the first round or not, you know, ever, if we just accept for a moment that they are, and Najee Harris was, and was always seen as a first round pick, I'm just not sure I see what separated him from these two. Um, you know, statistically, they're very similar in terms of production, both yards per attempt, uh, broken tackle rate, how much of that yardage came after contact, all those kinds of things. PFF grade is very similar. Um, Halls maybe is a little bit lower, but he was also arguably in the toughest situation in terms of the offense around him and, and those kinds of things. So, yeah, I, I think those two guys, when you consider what they did at the combine and, and showed up as potentially more athletic than people thought they were, I think they should be seen in the same light as those previous draft classes. So adding it all up, Sam, for the third year in a row, I'm going to say if you need receivers, not a bad year to double up at that particular position. I think we're starting to see that plethora of receivers, a surplus of receivers around the NFL. The one other thing I want to highlight, kind of bees across the board for the back seven, linebackers, corners, and safeties. Also not a bad draft class as far as depth goes at those particular positions. Just stock up on volume there. Tough positions to project, but much needed in today's NFL. Let us know. What do you think? Where are the strengths of this NFL draft class? It's the PFF NFL Daily.